You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy, or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. I don't have a fun uh, opener question. We're just going to jump right into it. Last time, Rhapsody went to bed a little early to help tend to uh, Addie's injuries as she recovered from the battle with the UPB oozes. During their watch together, Occam and Brasha had a peculiar encounter with a sentient and largely peaceful water elemental named Tifos. There, they discussed uh, their plans for retaking this crater tifos gave them a little bit more info on the kind of the lay of the land uh tonight has been a very quiet night in the crater uh tifos being an elemental and able to uh traverse the area largely unseen uh reports that it's very quiet no troop movements at all which is a little peculiar and uh they reported that the other team the, the other Triaxian Knights have made their way across the other side of the crater and have made a good progress. However, they were unable to access the Kasafa colony ship. So, after uh, agreeing to carry a message to the other explorers, Akim has uh, some thinking to do on his next move in this uh Assault on Krivas Crater. I think he went to sleep. <laughs> Who's he? Because he had six points of burn and wanted oh, to get rid oh, of Oh, I got you. Uh, yeah, so your your uh, watch was ending. Your the time goes by, but um, actually, you know, what? I'm going to own up to something right now. Uh, I in in my research. Uh, constantly learning and growing the system that we're playing in. So the way sleeping works is you have to have six hours or you'll get fatigue um, minimum. But spellcasters have to sleep eight hours or they don't get their spells. I feel that's a little... That two hours isn't much in the long scheme of things. So I'm just going to toss it out the window because I can. Six hours is uh, how much sleep Rhapsody needs to regain her needed sleep, her rest, and her spell. So just in case any uh, eagle ear, ugh, eagle eye watchers uh, notice this, I'm just keeping the six hour sleep that we discussed uh, forever ago. So uh, Rhapsody, you're, you were sleeping in the tent with Addie. She was uh, poisoned in the battle. So she just needed some sleep. Uh, your six hours of rest is up. Addie is a little worse for wear. She's covered in sweat, just just sweating out this poison that was coursing through her veins. Uh, and you wake up. Okay. Um. So my healing spells won't do anything for her poison, right? Uh, no, she uh, she did eventually pass her fortitude save it was more of a thematic drained thing than any sort of mechanical uh thing she needed to do she just she was wore out she was frustrated she was she's getting more and more fed up with 
her bow not doing anything, and she just took a good wallop. She was she was healed. Uh, oh, she's her rest. She got four HP back. No, and you guys stuck her with a serum, so she was only down now one or two HP from her max. I found my notes right here. So she is rested up. She is healed up. It was just that poison. It was uh, the the what happened was. In the fight, she had a crit fumble, and the card said she's poisoned as if she was uh, under the blue witness poison. So I was, uh, I, I justified it, flavored it as uh, some of the venom from the Kalkariki tail she has was on her hammer, and that's what kind of nicked her leg. So she was kind of a self-inflicted poisoning, <clears throat> but she is she's you know when she wakes up she sits up and starts putting on her armor silently her hair is a goddamn mess she's uh slick with sweat kind of somber right now as she's just putting her armor our camp is by this river Mm -hmm. so i think rhapsody would suggest that uh before she dresses maybe she'd like to bathe in the river and see if it makes her feel better she looks over to you and she kind of doesn't snap at you, but she kind of like quickly looks at you and she's like, Oh, you're right. I so frustrated. I maybe a dip in the water will be good. Thank you. And she unshackles her bits of armor and steps out. And uh, Brasha and Akim are standing near the campfire. Do the boys want to say anything? I don't know. <laughs> We're standing by the campfire. So that's where I left you last. Uh, uh, Brasha was tinkering away with his... Oh, I guess you weren't standing. So Brasha was tinkering away with uh, some uh, engineering bits. And as I recall, Akim, you were just kind of doing the watch portion of the watch. And uh, Morning. She grumbles a hello and she uh, sits down at the, she leans down at the fire and picks some of the leftover uh, game she had hunted and you guys uh, feast, you all feasted on, but she's going to take some leftovers and nibble on a bite and look at you guys. She's going to point to Brasha. Um, Brasha, did you make yourself a crown? No, I've been working on this, and he holds up the laser pistols he has stripped apart right now. Yeah, she's pointing at the mind link circlet that is on your brow right now. He's already forgotten about that. Okay, I didn't know if that was Eric or Brosh that had forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she just kind of shrugs, takes a couple nibbles, walks to the edge of the uh, of the embankment there. Uh, she's just wearing her underclothes right now. She's no armor and she's uh, gonna jump in, dive into the water and it's quiet for a while as she's splashing swimming around in the water. Hey, don't pee in there. She, she, she comes up out of the water, she shouts up What? Don't pee in the water. You'll piss off the elemental. 
she stops moving, you don't hear splashing anymore. <laughs> she climbs out of the, walks out of the river, walks up, stomps over to you. There's water elementals? Uh, there's a really big water elemental. She's, uh, she's, she's walking back to the tent. She's going to grab out uh, her bow. Hey! No, 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 he's on our side. Am I still poisoned? I don't know. Why? How did you befriend a water elemental, Akam? Uh, I was washing my clothes, and he apparently doesn't like the undead around here, so... Common enemies. Brasha? Water elemental friend? That's why he has a crown. Friend might be strong, but ally for sure. Uh, she's looking to you, Akim. She's looking at you, Brasha. She's looking back into the tent at Rhapsody. Just, she has the bow in her hand still. She's just bewildered. So, is it okay if I bathe in the river then? Yeah, I just said don't pee in it. I wasn't going to. She puts the bow down and she's. <laughs> dripping wet she walks back in no jumping in but uh she walks back into the river and cleans herself now rhapsody uh what would you like to do uh this rhapsody has scene. to spend the first hour that she's awake in prayer and meditation for her palliative powers oh of course okay so yeah uh is there anything special about how you're doing this one are you in the tent out of the tent Sort of any any flavor you'd like to add to this moment? I imagine she would stay in the tent. Uh, she's pretty private about mm -hmm. her personal prayers. Okay. Uh, so when that's an option, she chooses seclusion for that. Okay. So um, you know, before you you're fully entrenched in your uh, prayers, you do hear this exchange go on between the three of them, and uh, for the next hour, yeah, you'll be praying. Uh, soft sounds of the night wildlife all around uh it's, it's a breezy evening uh it's now oh and also uh uh you haven't stepped out but um to refresh everyone the water is actually glowing the rocks underneath the water are glowing with a magical luminescence so for the next hour um rhapsody you'll be praying addy is swimming Brasha, you're repairing, tinkering. And I'll just, you know, fast forward an hour. Your prayers are now finished. Unless um, there's something you want to do. I don't really have a, a dream no, sequence. Uh, right she, she has, no, she, she has a, basically a, a morning routine uh, where she'll, she'll get up and she'll say her prayers. Um, and she, after that, she spends time cleaning her armor that's that's a very big part of her ritual is keeping everything mm -hmm. clean and neat uh okay. so she'll probably bring her stuff out like to the fire and sit at the fire to to clean her armor and gear and make sure it's in tip-top condition before she puts it on okay yeah and uh all the, during this time uh you, it's not so much splashing swimming around anymore Addie's just laying if you were if any of her, any of you were to look down at her she's just kind of lounging floating on her back kind of lazy river style at this point just 
breathing. You see her trying to calm. She's going to spend the next while here in the water. Uh, Brasha and Akam, if you want to have a conversation with Rhapsody before your rest, you can. Or after, it's up to you. What do you guys want to do now while she's cleaning her uh, gear? I guess I'll relay in, in short um, because I've talked about it like four times already. Uh, relay my plan to run ahead to the Kasathan ship to try and uh, kill the uh, sig- excuse me try and kill the signal jammer. Is that something that's safe for you to do on your own? I can outrun anything I run into. Especially with that armor you found makes me even faster all right well we still have to go take out the outpost that uh basically we agreed to take out so i suppose oh yeah i think um shit what was his name tifos mm-hmm. uh, tifos the water elemental he said that that place was filled with the uh what I got across was probably the Rananex that have been being problematic. It seems to be some sort of laboratory or experimentation where they changed them from their normal state to whatever the hell's been happening to them. Well, it still has to be taken care of before we meet back up with the others at the Dragon Temple, so... Right. Well, with luck, I'll be able to meet you there before uh, we even actually get there. Well, I think since we are going to have to go, um, well, mostly south, uh, the thing is the, the compound, the whatever this place is, um, that is going to be between us, we're supposed to meet the other group back at the Dragon Temple because they are taking out one of the towers on the side that you are now planning to go to. It might be mess best if you get in and deal with the signal blocker and then catch back up to them. See if they need any help with their tower and getting back to the Dragon Temple. I think that Rasha, Addy, and I can handle the Lone Tower we have to on our own. Because if you're already going to be on that side of things, you might as well help with that second tower. It's fair enough, I suppose. If you think you can handle it. Um, well, let me look at my uh, gear right quick, see what I've got on me. There's anything Well, if you bring the if you bring the signal blocker down, which is the plan, if it turns out to be something we cannot handle, we can radio for you. That's true. Um, besides that, though, go ahead. I'm not going to be able to run quickly carrying this stuff anyway, so I'll hand you the sniper rifle. Uh, and give my static arc pistol to Brasha and be like don't fuck with it please um actually you you had already given Brasha the sniper rifle and then he tore it apart <laughs> oh that's right 
<laughs> Never yep. mind. Too late. <laughs> um, let's see what else I have. I, 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 I see Brasha is, is a bit lithe. I figure if we get close, he might be able to uh, get in close enough to get a look and see what we're dealing with, and then we can decide from there whether we're going to need help or not. And if so, we'll be able to let you know because you've taken down the signal blocker. All right. Well. And if we don't need help, then you can aid the other team in the taking down of their towers and just make things go that more quickly and smoothly. Okay. So uh, I'll give... I'll give you Karina the gun because she's... If, if I'm going to take my backpack with the other stuff that makes sense for me to carry with me, uh, I'm not going to be able to bring her with um, and, and move at t- top speed. So I'll, I'll give you Karina for now. That's um, fine. Karina and I are friends. Yeah. Do you have a weapon now? And I'll keep... Huh? Do what? Do you have a weapon? I have my Chrono Blast, a Pulse Gauntlet, um, I gave her Karina and I gave you the sniper rifle. I also have the immature Xenolash and uh gay and a survival knife. Alright, well then never mind. Forget my concern then. Uh about this yeah. time uh Addie walks out of the river and she's uh doing that thing. She's got longer, uh kind of fiery orange hair and she's doing that thing where you get I've never had hair long enough to do this, so now in a fantasy setting I get to she uh does that thing where she coils her hair up and wrings the water out and she flings her head back uh akim my bow weighs almost nothing if you'd like to have some sort of range capabilities it's it's pretty powerful i've just not been real lucky with it i've never used the bow don't know how good i'd be with it Okay, if you don't want it, I'll take it. I'm just, we have all of this, and if you're going for quiet, my bow doesn't make a sound. I like summon up the the time energy in my hands. This is pretty quiet, too. Might not be able to shoot quite this far, but I can still make it push a decent distance. Because I have the extended range in Fusion, so I can... Uh, I can throw it 120 feet. Well, it's just probably best, darling, if you try to avoid any conflict that you can while you're on your own. That's the idea. Okay, yeah, uh, Addie is just going to sit next to, sit across the fire from uh, Rhapsody, and she's just going to just sit there and start her watch. Uh, I'm pretty beat. I've got to get some sleep if I'm going to do this. Night. Rest well. Yep, yep. I'm familiar with that sound. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not editing that out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Potential title, Akim Raz (laughs) Z-Z-Z-Z-U-R. I'll say that for your coma episode. Uh, so, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Akim uh, goes to the tent and goes to sleep. Uh, I will say, like, before uh, I was, I erroneously said, like, oh, you know, 
uh, <laughs> Addy and Rhapsody had warmed up your tents for you in a sweltering jungle. It's quite cool here. Uh, the temperature near, especially near the river itself, the, the air brushing off of this ice cold river that you've been more or less near the entire time you've been in the crater uh, kind of cools off this whole area. So the, the tent is comforting, it's protected, and you're able to sleep. Uh, Brasha, what about you? Uh, he is going to finish up his uh, slab shod cross uh, crafting. Okay. Uh, finish up his uh, his quick crafting on these pistols. Mm -hmm. um, essentially what he is doing is uh, taking the lens out of one and uh, he sands it down a little bit so it's a little bit more concave uh, and then attaches that to a little uh, basically like a, a gear driven um, extender so on the on the other pistol so that it looks kind of like a telescoping uh what is this called? Telescope. All I can think of is telescope, and I know it's not telescope and telescope. Uh, uh, t there's telescoping. There's uh, telescopic. Geodesic. Oh, collapsible telescope. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's what I was thinking about. It, okay. it works kind of like that, um, so that the beam will go through one and then travel a little ways and go through the second and become more focused. Okay. Um, the only downside to it is he has to manually adjust uh, the, like, the telescoping part of it. So it is going to be... Oh, and I had all of this written down, and I completely forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. I, I don't. I'm not trying to rush you into uh, your your sleep. If you want to have uh, a, some conversation with Rhapsody and Addy, please feel free. This is this is your guys's. I'm 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 easing off of the constant battle, so this is a nice time to chat, catch up, take a breather. If you want to, if there's anything you want to tell uh, Rhapsody and Addy about. Um, the conversation you had with the elemental or uh if you want to you know i'm not i'm not putting words in your mouth if you want to talk shit about occam while he's asleep feel free to do that as well <laughs> okay and um it will it will make the pistol unwieldy but it will uh convert it into a cylindrical lens pistol basically i see And uh, has have your um, tinkering, your engineering, has that completed it? Is this a fully functional cylindrical lens pistol now? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great. Mm -hmm. um, probably a little bit more prone to breaking down than normal. A little bit more awkward than a normal one. Mm -hmm. uh, but without a workbench and uh, proper tools, mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty much the best you're going to get out here. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
and this is not his his focus crafting that he was doing uh before this is his standard eh, this is good enough um yeah. so he's talking while he's finishing this up and he's just uh Andy, i had a few questions for you uh oh what what can i help you with russia uh you are uh from this planet right uh, well, actually, no. I was born and raised on one of the moons of Brafita. I've, I've lived on Triaxis about ten years now. But no, I'm, I'm not actually native to the world. Uh, but I have seen a fair bit of it. What, what are you curious about? Uh, mostly how the people around here feel about the Starfinders. Uh, there hasn't been a Starfinder Lodge. On Triaxis, and I—I I don't know. I—I I, I do know that they ran into a spot of bother where you know some of their people were lost. But even before that, Triaxis being ran by dragons, this world doesn't really like other uh, people, as you as you no doubt know. Abadar Corps has been trying to make inroads to uh, get a presence here, but never get in between a dragon and their treasure so the starfinders they they don't really have a presence they, they'll show up and do missions i guess but i don't really know that i've even met one but in theory uh they don't necessarily there's no issue with uh no no uh... um no, where where I'm from on Brathita, they had a they had a lodge and everything, and they were kind of looked up to as heroes. But the the heroes of this world are the Skyfire Legion, and the the you know the stewards are still looked upon quite fondly. But no, there's the Starfires are kind of just a kind of an upstart, not not really one way or the other on this planet. I know. Uh, Ichera and Kimura, they did think of them as a little bit like loose cannons. They didn't answer to anyone but those in Absalom Station. So having them kind of running loose kind of undermines Kimura's jurisdiction. Well, uh, once that signal jammer goes down, hopefully communications will flow a bit easier. But... Uh... Akum and I kind of uh, stumbled into a promotion in the Starfinders. Uh, through no fault of our own, of course. Uh, <laughs> we sort of share a title of Venture Lieutenant now. Uh, and have been tasked by an AI to help rebuild the beat down uh started camp uh pretty close to here actually oh that's what you found on the map that's she's gonna pull out uh her data pad i i guess that could be what the starfinder logo is but it's corrupted due to age but you say you found a starfinder lodge was there anyone besides the ai I think we're missing something very important here. Who the hell promoted Occam to be in charge of anything? Uh, that would be me. Oh, Bob. 
Robot. Nobody. Neither uh, of us are technically in Starfinders. You put Brockham as the name. Yeah, uh, yeah, so we kind of Brockham real name. Yeah, Brockham real name. <laughs> I just edited that one. Hey, every time I hear him just say Brockham real name. Uh, I guess technically I promoted myself and Occam, but I also promoted an AI up to Sysad, and then he okayed the promotion. So, you know, there was a diplomacy about it. And uh, just to remind Brasha that uh, Occam put a shard of the AI into Karina the Gun, and Karina the Gun is sitting there on the forest floor. Did he put it into the gun? I thought he uploaded it into oh, his helmet. No, no, no. No, he, yeah, he's in my helmet. Oh, yeah. my bad. That's my mistake. Well, uh, and the gun is not sitting on the floor. Anyhow, Rhapsody is not that careless with equipment. Okay. Uh, so, the ground. so, fuck you, Don. Uh, fair enough. Message <laughs> received. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, good call. Good catch. See, we're a team. Uh, okay. Uh, and Addy's looking at you, Brasha. I I didn't know you were even a member of the Starfinders to begin with. Weren't you stealing from an Abadar Corps vessel when we found you? Uh, incorrect. I was captured by pirates who are fighting an Abadar Corps ship. And also uh, the the uh, AI uh, helped us become members. So, r- real quick, uh, give me a bluffer diplomacy if you're lying about. Uh, you don't have to tell. I don't think you have to tell me. Um, and one of my more experienced players, please tell me if he needs to tell me if he's lying or not to an NPC about. Uh, he does okay. So uh, she, I'll just tell you. Oh, nothing. So uh, fourteen cents motive on your your story. Um. Okay. It is not a lie. When they found him, uh, he was a prisoner of pirates who had captured him while he had been scaving Abadar Core stuff. Okay. <laughs> and then they got into a fight with Abadar Core bots. While he was on their ship. Okay. Um, oh, I can re-roll this because... Oh, no, it's a diplomacy. Um, <laughs> uh, can you add your expertise dice? Only to bluff. Oh, okay. Um, so it's an 11. <laughs> With my plus 10, it's an 11. <laughs> to oh, diplomacy. my God. Okay. Um... But, I mean, he is telling the truth. Yeah. Uh, but she also uh, is able to... Uh, she's a smart gal. Uh, she's just... Doesn't quite narrow her eyes at you, but she definitely lifts one of her... Uh, uh, one of her eyebrows at you. I guess that's fair. So, you convince the AI to induct you into the Starfinder Society, then you then we're able to convince the AI to promote you, and in return, you promoted them. 
no, no, no. It's a little lot of work. Uh, first of all, the AI asked if we wanted to join, and I said, okay, sure. Then I promoted the AI because he was the only thing in this entire, you know, planet, from what I can tell, that is linked to the Starfinders. And he needed more access to the files within himself. After that, uh, since I was already promoting the AI, I fidgeted with some stuff and everything came about perfectly. Okay, I think I understand it. Well, since you're not a member of the Starfind, well, since you weren't before, uh, you should know if you are in the Starfinders, they will accept anyone to their ranks right now. Um, I don't know how much you keep up with current events, but uh, last year the Starfinders were all but lost in the Scoured Stars incident. So, you know, if you wanted to, uh, after, I mean, from what I gathered before, Rhapsody, you are going to treat his sentencing as time served. That's correct. Well, if you wanted a career change, the Starfinders will take you. you. They go all over the place. They have some wild adventures. I consider joining myself, but I, I like to, I like to my focus to be on tending animals. But if that's something you're interested in... Technically, they already did accept me. Well, yes. Um, I guess... Hmm. I would... When, when, she's, she's stammering. It's not done this time. If and when we get to Absalom Station and you present yourself, I would just maybe caution... Just caution you about um, wielding your status. They may dig a little deeper. So. Don't worry. I don't plan to uh, leverage my position in any means at all unless it's extremely beneficial to me. <laughs> I, she, Yeah, all right. Yeah, I just give you a heads up. Um, Neat. Well, now that this is done, the pistol a few times, probably not the best move, but that's okay. <laughs> so the, I think I'm going to turn in for the night as well. Safe watch. Sleep well. That boy can fit so many batteries in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Brasha, you turn in for the night. And it's just uh, Eddie and Rhapsody. Uh, the, the fire has died down a bit. It's not cooking any meat right now, so it's it's uh, it is still smoldering a bit. There is still heat coming from there. If that's what you like, uh, the the luminescence of the rocks make it to where fire isn't needed. Uh, besides the the fact that Rhapsody has uh, dark vision, so it's just the pair of you sitting across the fire together. The boy is asking for trouble. He's bold. I have to give him that. I The Starfinders really won't think twice about accepting anyone, and if he shows up swinging a venture loop, uh, a, a ranked uh, 
Don knows too much. Uh, if he goes in there swinging around some sort of title, they may fast track him. And the way he, the smooth, smooth way he talks to people, he may get away with this. Unless they computer records. But I, I don't know. They, they seem to cover their tracks quite well with the AI they involved themselves with. I guess if they brought that forth as evidence, they would see through it. But do do we have any? Do you have any um, moral? The Starfighters no business of mine. Very well. Uh, be a strange circumstance to see when this is all over. I suppose I just worry that uh, they've given themselves promotions and they might not have any idea what that entails when it comes down to it. Except that neither of us have gotten a promotion. Brockham real name has gotten a promotion and Brockham real name does I think. We don't know that! Hush! You're, you're asleep! To quote one of my favorite podcasts, you're not here. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes... <laughs> Some time passes, and uh, at, at a certain point, she, uh, uh, Addie uh, gets up and starts strapping on her armor. Um, if you'll excuse me, I need to go retrieve my hammer. I left it behind when you so bravely carried me back to camp. Thank you. Uh, but I'll be just a minute, and she jogs off into the distance. She's not gone more than a minute. She comes back with it. She sets it down, and she starts cleaning it because uh, when she threw, when she dropped it uh, in the battle, she uh, didn't do it so kindly. And she's cleaning the muck from it, and she's cleaning her uh, bow, and she's retrieved a couple arrows. She's kind of attending to her own equipment right now as she's sitting across the fire from you. And I, I don't really understand what happened last night. I, I must have got something on there. And she pulls out the uh, three remaining uh, Kaukariki tails. This is formidable venom, but I, I fear that it may end up hurting us more than it hurts anyone else. Do you know if, if those undead even feel poison? They don't. <sighs> okay. It'll have no effect on the undead. <laughs> She's holding them. And uh, they don't smell great. They don't, they're not like, you know, smell of rot. Actually, it's been two days. They probably start smelling quite ripe. Uh, she's going to uh, dig into her pack again and find a, a survival knife thing and uh, go a little ways from the fire and dig a hole with this knife. And she's going to put the tails in there cover it back up and just spend a few moments just stomping in the ground. I, I assume that this water elemental friend of theirs wouldn't take kindly to me discarding them in the water, so that's that. I guess I'm so used to tracking living animals and hunting down living beasts that poison has an effect on. I, I feel foolish, Rhapsody, that that knocked me out. It's it's a good thing the three of you had such a good handle on that fight. I'm not well versed in the use of poisons. So I typically just avoid them. 
typically they help you bring down bigger beasts than you normally would have been able to, but these, those ghouls, those, oh, those disgusting, filthy monsters that, if they're not going to be any good for what's to come, there's no point in even bothering with it. You're, you're right as always. Um, I'll stick with standard arrows until I can maybe well, if the them. boys, If the boy's information is correct, this lab where they're transforming these animals, I think it's safe to assume that there are some there that are yet to be transformed. Do you think it's wise to set them loose? To free I them? I know, I know we need to free them eventually, but what are we going to do with ones that have been turned? Do we have to... We're going to have to put them them down. Yes. Yes. But the ones that have not been turned, well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to leave that to you. You are the expert on animal life. Yes, I I guess, yeah, the scrapper, the tinkerer, and the soldier, I guess I'm the heart of the group. Um, maybe I could coax or convince these Rananeks to fight alongside us after they see what we can do. I, I've not dealt with them outside of cleanup when they've kind of stormed the city before. I, I don't even know what they're like when they're not driven mad by this Kriva. I think my main concern is even if they've the ones that have not been changed, if they've been captured and caged, they're likely not in a good mood. But I would hate to have to put down innocent creatures through no fault of their own. I agree. Uh, I guess we'll play it by ear, but if if it seems it's not safe for us to release them just yet, we could always release them after keep them locked away for their own good and then free them afterwards well I will leave that call up to you that is your department not mine aye aye captain and she gives you a playful little salute And so for the next couple hours, um, if, if you have anything you want to discuss with her, if anything, if there's anything you want to do during this time, please feel free. But if there's nothing else, your watch will go on. I think Rhapsody is just concerned with taking what information the boys got from the water elemental and adding them to their notes and uh, factoring in the fact that Octum's going to go off another direction. She She's very tactical. She likes to be... Mm-hmm. well-informed and well-planned for everything. Okay, so I'll ask then, are you, like, taking notes on, like, a data pad? Are you actually taking physical notes, or is this all mental? Oh, yeah. She she keeps physical notes because they will all help uh, her write her reports when she returns. Of course. That's, that's kind of what I assumed. I just didn't want to put the words in your mouth. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Time passes. Uh, Addie will walk around, and she has the bow out. Uh, no need... Dark vision is always helpful, but right now the the light is such that there's she has no difficulty seeing uh, general perimeter around all of you. Uh, she sees you pecking away, and after one of her 
circuits around the perimeter. She'll ask, Are you worried about him? About Arkham? Yes, he's very fast, and with that new armor of his, he'll be even faster. But he unloaded his prized weapon. I don't consider Occam a careless person. I think he is very good at getting in and out of situations that uh, might baffle other people. I think he can handle this, though. And traveling... Well, traveling alone, he should be able to avoid most dangers. Outrun the others. I don't quite know his top speeds, but looking at our path, it's going to take us uh, if we don't get interrupted or if we don't get stopped along the way, it is an... She's pulling up the map, doing a little... (laughs) Actually, she's using a data pad, so she doesn't have to actually uh, do any sort of real math herself. It's kind of like a roll 20 map for this. She points where they're at and she drags it down. If this map is to believe, it's going to be a 10, 11 hour jaunt due south to that Rannonek testing facility, but looking at where he has to go, it's going to be much more than that. But if he's, you're right, if he's able to link up with the others, they'll be able to make short work with the four of them. Well, on top of that, Jerry, once we arrive at our location, uh, the area needs we're not just storming in there the area needs to be scouted we need to see what kind of personnel are are at the site that we will have to deal with things of that nature and then a plan developed i don't expect that we will even venture in our first day maybe two uh we will have to gather some intelligence which i i think perhaps brasha might be useful in that aspect then formulate a plan to take care of it. Um, so it will give him extra time to get where he needs to go as well. There is one more thing. Um, we dispatched that Shobod before before getting any information out of him. Maybe let one of us take someone alive if they are alive and get some more knowledge, get some more intel from them as well. Well, ideally, we'll be able to grab somebody while they're outside the complex and get some information before we even go in. Yes, I just, I wanted to remind you that while you're an amazing fighter, uh, maybe ease up a little bit on the last blow. (laughs) And she's smiling uh, as she says this. uh, We will see what, uh, what it is we are facing before we make any calls on uh, any concrete decisions. Very well. And with that, the rest of your uh, watch goes, the uh, the sun starts to rise from the east. The uh, luminescence of the light of the rocks below the water fades to where uh, such a point where now that dawn has broken that doesn't look special about the water at all now it's just cold and refreshing morning comes uh the boys six hours of rest ends and they come out uh 
And I guess you guys have some things to say. If you guys want to do a good, good, uh, farewell like sort of thing, I don't want to. Uh, the boys, you both wake up, come out. Uh, Addie has busted out uh, some trail rations and some of the. Uh, she, she's gone foraging. She's got some greens. She's got some berries. They're all good to go. So um, you guys can share a meal together. Okay. You're all awake. Addie's having a ration bar. Alcum, I have a question, darling. E. When you bring down the signal jammer. Yes. Uh, will Miss Karina here be able to communicate with the ship? Uh, there's not a long-range transponder in the gun, but uh, you have my number, and I can route you through to Karina. And I'll be calling her down, too. Well, I was just wondering if it might benefit us to have her nearby, if we can perhaps find a clearing somewhere where she'll fit. Yes. I think we will be able to get her down. There are clearings here and there. There's the river, which is open. Well, we're supposed to be meeting at this dragon temple, and I think on your way to where you're going, you're going to have to go past it anyway. Perhaps see if there's a location there with room for her, since we are making that our base of operations. All right. She's pretty small. I could probably even blast out the clearing area. Well, we don't want to do too much blasting. We, we want to try to draw as little attention to where we're staging as possible. Right. But whatever is possibly needed. But I think uh, when it comes to going after the man in charge, that uh, you seem to do better uh, if you have time to prep yourself with Karina's aid. Yeah. Make sure your guns and brushes equipment are all ready to go. Right. Uh, be getting ready and he's like putting all of his stuff in his backpack oh Akim if you find any good hearty insulation can you let me know by the way or grab Starting, it for me wait electrical or thermal yes fair <laughs> enough <laughs> do you want some healing serums to take with you Akim I have my magic I've got a few already. It should be more than enough. I was kind of hoping you'd say, and I have my magic. <laughs> I don't think he looks at it like magic very much. Okay. He, think, he thinks of, I think, magic more as a weirder manipulation. He's just tapped into an energy as far as he's concerned. Okay, that's fair. Um, Addy will come up you guys are about the same height. I can't remember your exact height, but I know that Addie wasn't uh, a towering behemoth like Rhapsody, but she comes up to you, claps uh, you on. Okay, she's a little taller than you. Actually, no, uh, Addie Star, uh, the uh, pro wrestler that I based her off of, uh, is uh, 
about five six. I don't have her exact measurements memorized. I'm not a creep. But uh, she comes up to you and claps you on the shoulder and says, um, "Good luck, Akim. I, I've I've seen how fast you can move, and I'm. I hope it goes well. Uh, you sure you don't want my bow? Last chance. Thanks, but the lighter I go, the better it's going to be. I can't carry a whole lot, surprisingly." <laughs> Fair enough. And she gives you a slap on the back and uh, stands uh, next to uh, Rhapsody as she's she's stowed away the tent. She's completely covered the campfire up. She's got the saddlebags from the uh, riding mounts strapped to her kind of crisscross bandolier style. Hey, Rhapsody, don't let him, uh, don't let Brasha play with my gun. I'll do my best, but no promises. Uh, Karina will be on my person now. Do not worry. Thanks. And at this, Karina pipes up. Yes, Akim, please return. And if you could, bring me some batteries. Let's see if I can find any. Are you low? I have a spare battery on me, Karina. Do you need it? She'll need a high capacity. Yes, Akim left me. Of course, yes. If you have a high, co- no, that's a good, that's a good catch. Um, unfortunately, uh, your your standard battery isn't going to be enough, and Occam left me with just one shot. So, if it comes to it, make it count, right? Right. Well, I rarely use gun. I'm keeping you more for company, dear. I feel safe, strapped to your back. Hey, Brasha, eat my tail, and I take off. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you you take off. Uh, I did see the note about the map. So the river is uh, stylized to be bigger than it is. It's not actually uh, three hours wide. It's just uh, think of it like a like a fancy map. They kind of made it mm-hmm. bigger to embellish it to uh, give it more detail. So it's it's more of the same land. It's only a couple feet wide. Uh, even at its widest part, it's not even uh, a football field with it's not much of a river at all more of a jungle stream i'll probably portal across then so, so you don't get all my shit wet so you're gonna pop a portal to yeah. uh, go over the river okay so you pop it you go uh 140 feet away so uh the the rest of you uh he pops this portal as he's running across the uh towards the oh, river Rosalie's just gonna grab her gear because she knows these portals how they work and step through it because she don't want to wade through that water either <laughs> you know that's fair so yeah he pops and uh i guess i guess you can all cross uh together he's running still though yeah all of you go through the portal and you're on the other side about 140 feet away from where your camp was and Occam's just booking it he is running yeah he probably won't actually run run for a really long time because that can beat the shit out of a character really fast but he'll be double moving uh okay for as long as seems reasonable um the marks i have on the map are him moving standard movement uh because if we walk for an hour we Mm -hmm. get one but because he's double the speed of everyone else he would get two so if he hustles, he'll get mm-hmm. three squares an hour. If he runs, he'd get two. 
but I don't think he could run for extended okay. periods of time. Uh, the first hour is free. After the first hour, it's a point of non-lethal. So yeah, uh, I was just setting up just flavor-wise. You guys all get on the other side, and Occam just keeps going. Uh, not full speed, but way faster than any of you can keep up with. And uh, he's off on his own little adventure as you guys make your way south. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one was the ship, so uh, I had it arc upward and downward. Okay. <laughs> There's two sixes. Um, Once Occam's gone, Rhapsody now is going to take advantage of the situation of him and Brasha being separated. Because she, wa she wants the dirt, and she's like, all right, Brasha, tell me, how is it that you know Occam? How did y'all meet? Oh. Uh, we met quite a while ago. Um, we were both, uh, looking for parts in the same area, and uh, some of those people can be dangerous, so, uh, we were a little bit on edge around each other, but, uh, we, we nodded and parted ways, uh, a few months later, we ran into each other again at a, <clears throat> basically a, uh, bazaar, uh, Open air market, I guess. Uh, uh, I was looking for scrap. He was selling scrap. Uh, we kind of uh, made a partnership. I mean, nothing too serious, but, uh, you know, you find someone who's not going to rip you off, provides good uh, material uh, in exchange, you know, you, uh, alternatively... was curious. What? I was just curious. He tends to live a, really, a relatively solitary existence. Well, uh, you know, he's always looking for stuff for his ship. Or his, uh... Have you seen his home? I'm pretty sure uh, he's a hoarder. He's DJing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's always looking for new stuff. So, to be fair, he makes some very interesting things with the stuff he finds. Indeed. Uh, we bonded over that a little bit. We're both crafters of a sort. So do you have a, a base, a home as well? I have a ship. Well, yes. Well, I mean, he has a place he can dock Karina and, you know, has like a living room full, full of scrap, mind you, but a living room, um, bedrooms, that kind of thing. Eh, my ship is not much better, but it is uh, a little bit larger than his. Is your ship nearby? Mm, fairly close, but it might also be powered down at this point. Does it uh, not have an AI on board like Karina? Uh, not nearly as in-depth. Karina is a bit of a personality. My AI is more of a uh, assistance with uh, targeting or plotting, but not so much communications. I see. I honestly don't know a lot about Karina, except that she's my friend. And you're my friend too, Rhapsody. We try to keep Occam in line, don't we, dear? We do, and I've been with Occam a while, and him and Brasha always get up to mischief when they're together. I'm, I'm probably just, I don't know what they're up to. 
Oh, yes, of course. So you guys are headed south. Uh, you guys are having this conversation. It's a pleasant enough day. You don't really... Uh, give me a survival check as you guys are making your way south. 23. Okay. Uh, should I make one untrained? You can do it untrained. Yeah, you can do survival untrained. Uh, the nine. <laughs> Okay. Um, Rasha, you are dead-ass sure you're in a jungle. Uh, <laughs> Rhapsody and Addy both got 23. Uh, 19 on the die for Addy. Uh, oh, wait, no. No, her total is a plus 7, so 26. So, um... Damn. So, uh, yeah, you look around, there's, uh, you don't see... You see old footprints through here and uh with your uh score uh rhapsody that 23 you definitely recognize this is the path that uh the two ghouls and the showbod went they are obviously a day old but uh you do see them and they are going going north from the south so you are backtracking on their more or less you know you, you find their path and you're able to kind of pick across this uh this area of the forest, it's more dirt. The, the tree overgrowth has it, so there are the large trees above and maybe a bush or a start of a small tree growing, but no real fields of grasses down here. It's mostly dirt, so you're able to see uh, Shobads are large creatures. Their footprints are quite distinct. You are backtracking. Uh, you go one hour, two hours, three hours, and... Uh, you don't see uh let me pull up my map so um so you crossed uh at the at the point where your camp was and that those blues so you go one two three hours you're making your way south you don't see any other signs uh birds chirping you know insects buzzing around no uh no sign of any uh kalkarikis still no footprints of the Tashtari completely gone I keep bringing it up because they were uh, quite a real threat above but down here uh, you've gotten a taste of what's down here so there's nothing for hours and hours the day goes on it's uh, about midday now uh, is there any other conversation being had before I jump over to how Occam's first leg of the journey is going yeah, I think so, because Rhapsody's still trying to formulate a plan, so the first thing she's going to want to know is, uh, Russia, I don't suppose you happen to be any good at uh, recon. Uh, I'm not great. I'm good at getting through places unspotted, but... Good enough. I don't have an intelligence officer with me, so... I think when we get uh, close enough, we should set up a dark camp and spend uh, spend the first day trying to figure out as much as we can about the, the area and what's going on in the facility before we formulate a plan to go in. Seems logical enough. Do you think you can get in close enough unnoticed to get us some information? Uh, probably. 
Like I said, I'm pretty good at... Are you lying? No. Uh, okay. I'm uh, pretty good at getting through places unnoticed. It's more noticing everything else that will be the problem. Well, if it's a lab where they're turning gigantic animals into gigantic monsters, I think uh, that will be quite noticeable. Uh, I would assume, yes. So concentrate on things like uh, guard count, personnel count. Can do. Maybe we'll make a proper... uh, intelligence officer out of you before this is over with. Perhaps. Well, it would be a skill that you can sell to that Starfinder organization. <laughs> oh, believe me. Uh, I think I could sell my skills to them no matter what. <laughs> and while that is happening, we uh, zoom across the jungle following Occam's path. They have traveled... Uh, let's call it for a nice round four hours. So at this point, Occam, you go through. Uh, it is largely the same. The weather hasn't changed all that much from where you are. You guys are still very close. Uh, nice kind of breezy going. Uh, at what pace are you going in your fourth hour of travel? Uh, in his fourth hour, uh, he'd probably be going at normal pace. For the first hour, he'd have double timed, but mm-hmm. probably pace himself better once he starts feeling a little tired. Sure. Um, I notice in my hour two marker, uh, there's some sort of symbol on the map. Do I mm-hmm. see anything as I pass through there? Oh, yes. That's the dragon temple that we're, we're set. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's where we're supposed to meet. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, I will uh, describe that for you. Uh, your first hour, you're double timing it. Uh, that After that first hour, you lead into your second, and the, uh, the trees kind of make way to a large open air area and before you is uh the the dirt makes way to ancient long overgrown uh dirt has what's what's the rule on dirt about an inch a year so you find yourselves kind of every now and then stepping on cobblestone or what would have been cobblestone decades centuries ago uh the architecture has been faded away from it's kind of lost its luster it's definitely erosion has happened the uh the winter that's been happening here has been going on for hundreds of standard years so the uh the the toils of weather on these stones it's all mostly stone structures uh anything else has been eaten away by age as you you see uh, little stone walls pop up crumbling fixtures until the you the center mass though you see a uh, almost uh what what Sean would recognize as a warped by age ziggurat a very okay. tall structure think um I don't want to just rip off Mayan but you know when I think of the oh we've both played Diablo 2 and I assume most nerds have probably played Diablo 2 the uh, the jungle level Act three. I've only played like the first hour no, of Diablo. Not, okay, no, it's probably better. I, I use something I, a little I, more. I, uh... I know what. Um, yeah. I mean, that, like Mayan um, pyramids are effectively what a ziggurat is. Yes, like that is the appropriate descriptor. Yeah. 
Cool. Done. Thanks. Uh, I was also going to say uh, Star Wars Episode Four: The Yavin Temple, but you know, hundreds of years in the future, the nothing is really smooth at all anymore. But you do see right. that uh, there are tears, like. Uh, it is largely ziggurat-ish, yeah, but with the levels, there's jutting out large areas. Uh, I guess, you know what? Uh, intelligence check. Or culture, if you if that's a better score for you. Yeah, I'm way better at culture than an okay. in intelligence check. Mm-hmm. Uh, come here. Okay. Sorry, I was talking to my dice bag. I know you were. That, that I got from Robin, which is really cool. It's an eyeball. Uh, culture, culture. Mm-hmm. So six, eighteen. Okay, uh, with an eighteen, you know that, and uh, in, in some of the research and just kind of just historical knowledge that you just Occam just knows, uh, ancient draconic civilizations. These are more or less dragon landing pads. So the, this structure is very large large enough to accommodate full-size dragons to come and go um if you were to look at it through the perspective of a dragon this would be a petite temple but to you a medium character this thing is immense massive but you do see these these kind of tiered outcroppings are where different dragons can land and move about so uh you see this as you go through it's very large uh give me a perception check as you're you slow down to a normal pace now so you're kind of jogging along here it's all open area here so let's see what uh you may find in the area uh, i got a nine but uh b- before i i slow to my normal pace mm-hmm. um i'll log the um coordinates of the open space around the temple oh perfect Okay. Yeah, uh, you have that uh, inputted in, and uh, Karina pops up. Oh, Akim, I bet this was a beautiful place back when the undead weren't running rampant. Yeah, probably. Who knows? These temples, though, they... I don't know. The dragons seem to have a lot of power here. Yes, but they've let this one go to rot. This is Kriva, but either... Must be quite feared by the by dragons of old, or or it's a worship of someone. The current ones do not favor so much. Maybe, maybe it just wasn't big enough to keep their interest. This is far away from the Drake lands and the Kamora city proper, so yeah, this may have just been left behind in the modernization of the dragon culture. Probably. Whoops, a few hundred years old, at least. At least. And I am taking shots and recording. Perhaps we could send this to your Starfinder superiors to investigate these ruins. I am not a Starfinder. Neither is Brasha, for that matter. He put a false name in. And at this, uh, another voice in your head appears, um, the voice of the AI Lodge, which... I edited those episodes. I did never give him a name. So, haha, uh, the AI pops up. Oh, yes, the Starfinders of old were very keen on exploring ancient ruins and uncovering the, the mysteries of the past. This would be a great 
mission for any would-be adventurer to join the Starfire Society. If you would like to change your mind, as Sis Ad, I can put you in right now, Akim. Huh. Uh, Akim. Thanks. That sounds like Brockham. Are you related? No, it's a coincidence. The universe is vast. Only Ibra knows. I'll pass on the information, but I'm not joining anybody. Oh, very well. The offer is always open, and I will continue to make it until I am uploaded to a receptacle of my own. Right. I gotta move, gotta move. Okay. Gotta go fast! <laughs> and that's where I'm ending it. <laughs> Little gray Sonic. And there we have it. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, right now I'm going to tack on a little promo for another project I'm a part of. I'm a player in Sons of the Fathers, a sci-fi horror Call of Cthulhu actual play podcast over on the Necropodicon Network. I have a lot of fun over there. Arc 1 has completed, so if you want to listen to me play a cowardly hero named Hilliard, check that out. Uh, Arc 2 has just started, and here it is now. That is not dead, which can eternal lie, and with strange eons. <gasps> Even death may die. Hi, I'm Harley, and I play Lara Jones. Call sign, Standoff. I'm Rob, and I play Kai Nakamura. Call sign, Plant. I'm Emily, and I play Poppy McCoy. Call sign, Firecracker. I'm Don, and I play Irving Pistachion, call sign Blush. And I'm the keeper and storyteller, Paul Bonnell. Welcome to Sons of the Fathers. Okay, and as a post-postscript, here is what greeted me when I started editing this episode when I initiated the Craig bot on Discord. Enjoy. Now recording! I'm looking forward to uh, Triaxia Knights Arc 2 where it's an all-female cast because Sean and Eric aren't invited back. What? <laughs> <laughs>